It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, Ho, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess even back then you can call me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cornerman Podcast. It's your boy Kung Fu Kenny, and I've been on a little hiatus, so we haven't put anything out. But boy, after that fucking event this weekend in UFC 273, Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie, holy shit, I couldn't just help myself but plug the mic in and fucking record. So here we go. Let's knock this shit out. I'm going to start this shit off nice and light with the featured prelim fight between the Irishman Ian Gary versus Darian Weeks. Ian Gary came out on top with a unanimous decision victory. Now he's 2-0 in the UFC, 9-0 in his career. Um, I personally think it'll be interesting to see who he fights next, even though he didn't call anyone out in particular. Um, he did mention he wants to fight before the end of the year, uh, so it should be, should be really, really interesting to see who he, who he matches up with. Um, but I, I do have to mention that he is, you know, great with his words and great on the mic. Um, and he does have that charisma we all love. Uh, and you know, I'm a fan, so I'll be, uh, I'll be very, very happy to see him fight again and, uh, watch him go through his career in the UFC. So the first fight on the main card, uh, was a lightweight matchup between Mark Madsen and Vince Pichel or Pichel, uh, please bear with me as I, uh, mispronounce his name. Um, you know, so during that fight, um, I was actually driving while watching it. I uh, don't recommend that. Um, but I was on my way home from a nice little weekend trip up to northern Alabama for uh, for Porch Fest. You know, shout out to Alan for putting that, that on. That was a good time. Um, and I was pulling into a Bucky's to take a, you know, a little bathroom break and grab a sandwich or something. But uh, I lost connection to the fucking stream. So I didn't catch the entire fight, but uh, I'm going to recap it anyway because... It's one fight I did wish I did, you know, I did wish I caught. Uh, but Mark Madsen came out victorious in a unanimous decision. Uh, win versus uh, Vince Pichel, Pichel, however you want to pronounce his name. Uh, Madsen's now 12-0 and with three of his wins coming by knockout and three, by sum- and three of his wins coming by submission. Um, and if people didn't know, um, Mark Madsen took home a silver medal in the 2016 Summer Olympic Games. Um, for I think Denmark, um, but he's also a five-time world championship uh, medalist. Uh, he's four and zero in the UFC, and uh, does have a win over the fan favorite and Clay Guida. Um, but he is you know he is thirty-seven years old, which is up there, especially in you know fighting years. Um, but being you know undefeated. Obviously brings a lot of eyes and draws attention, but at 37, I mean, you know, what's his name? Fucking, who's the heavyweight? Glover, Glover fucking Teixeira is fucking 68. So, you know, anything can really happen in the UFC, but, you know, 37 is, is, is you know, older, um, especially in the lightweight division. But um, I'm excited to see where, you know, who he fights next. It's hard not to be excited. I, I'm going to say that a lot, but I'm just going to say it's hard not to be excited to to see who these people get matched up with. Like I love playing matchmaker in my head and just talking out, you know, talking out with friends like, Oh, this guy could fight this guy. 
that guy's coming off a win. He's coming off a win. He, you know, they could fight. Um, or this guy's coming off a loss. He won. He's ranked lower, whatever, you know, match them up. Um, but yeah, so he's undefeated in the UFC, 37 years old. I don't know. I'm not going to put a super early call on him making a title shot or even winning a, you know, the lightweight belt, but anything's possible as, as, uh, the great Kevin Garnett said. So, um, I'll be watching Mark Madsen closely, uh, cause he's fun. He's fun to watch and he's a fucking beast. So the second fight on the main card was a women's strawweight bout between Tisha Torres and Mackenzie Dern. Uh, Tisha Torres took the dub uh, via split decision. Um, you know, she she closed uh, betting odds at plus 100 or uh, an even payout. Uh, so, you know, you bet $25, uh, you get 50 in return. So you just, you know, you win whatever you bet. Um, if You know, if you took her and put money on her. Obviously, duh, that's how betting works, you fuck. Uh, anyway, uh, Mackenzie Dern closed at minus 120, so she was uh, the slight favorite. Um, and that's basically as close to a pick em fight as you could get in talk of betting terms. Um, and I'm not going to lie. So, you know, as I prefaced before, you know, coming home, missed the first fight, got disconnected. Um, so I got home. Walked in the door, let the dogs out, filled up their food and water bowls, you know, threw something in the microwave real quick, kids' cuisine or some fucking TV dinner. I don't know what the fuck I ate, my fat ass. Anyway, threw this fight on. So I didn't watch it too, you know, too close or as close as I should have. Um, and that's my bad. I'm just briefly going over these fights to recap for you guys. And uh, I'll fix I'll fix myself and make sure next podcast or... Next episode, I watch all the all the main event or, you know, the main card fights pretty closely. So I'll unfuck myself, I promise you guys. All right, now for the most anticipated fight on the card between Gilbert Burns and Hamzat Chamaev. Now, before I dive into this fight, I'm just going to talk a little numbers here. So, with betting odds, Hamzat closed at a minus... 490 favorite to win this fight. And I've seen, you know, odds for him all the way, you know, mid minus 500s to the minus 600s, which is crazy. So that in talk it like let's say he's minus 500, you have to bet you have to give or wager $500 just to win $100. That's crazy. Or you have to, you know, bet $5 to win a dollar. That's fuck. It's bananas. And Gilbert Burns closed out at plus 360. So, you know, when we're talking betting odds in the plus sign, you bet $100, you win $360 if he wins. And um, same thing with him. I saw his, his odds float around in the, you know, excuse me, 500 range. And um, I'm going to be honest, I th- that was one of the most disrespectful betting lines I think I might have ever seen in my life. And I, I honestly just couldn't, couldn't fucking believe it. And um, I, did, I did sprinkle a little bit on Gilbert Burns, you know, just because um, he's an animal. And especially with, you know, Hamzat riding the hype train, uh, anything could happen. Um, you know, you can't not take those odds against anybody especially when it's their third fight in the fucking UFC and not only was that Hamzat's you know 
third fight in the UFC, Gilbert Burns just fought for a title not too long ago. And he was on a fucking a tear himself. So to see him, you know, in the plus 500 range, that's fucking asinine. That's crazy. Crazy to me. Anyway, all right, all right. That's, that's you know, that's done talking numbers and betting with this fight. So Hamzat Chamayev secured the dub via unanimous decision. Um, and, you know, fighting Gilbert Burns was the ultimate test, especially for a someone who's had three, I don't know, three or four. I think it's his fourth fight in the UFC. Could have been a third. I don't fucking know. No, it's his fourth. Um, you know, your fourth fight in the UFC and you're fighting the number two contender. Um, I don't think they would have made this fight if if they thought that he couldn't handle it. Um, and he, he handled it very well. He he passed the fucking test. Let's just say that. Um, and a lot of people said, you know, oh, the hype train's over. The hype train's over. This and that. How the fuck are you going to say the hype train's over? This man just beat the number two contender. The number two contender. Who just fucking, I'm going to say it for the fifth time. Just fought for a belt not too long ago. And you're going to sit there and try to tell your, not everybody else, but you're going to sit there and believe that the Hamzat hype train's over? No way. This is just the fucking start. This is just the fucking start. I don't... Fucking clowns. Clowns. If you don't, if you think that the Hamzat hype train is over, I'm going to need you to just do everybody a favor and just stop watching the UFC. Because if you're not even more excited to see what this fucking kid can do after his fourth fucking fight beating the number two contender and how much potential he has he's only going to get better he looked great on the ground Gilbert Burns is a fucking you know jiu-jitsu champion he's a black belt handled him great stand-up was clean I think it could have been a little cleaner stand-up even his corner said you know don't street fight with this guy um and, you know, I think he did get saved. Hamzat did get saved by the bell. I forget what round it was, third or fourth. Can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Gilbert fucking smoked him off the side of the head, dropped him, and then decided to throw a fucking soccer kick. I won't forget that. People will. I won't. Threw a soccer kick while he was on the ground trying to get back up and then rushed him and started throwing those, again, 12 to 6 elbows, which is illegal if you didn't know. I don't forget. Um, but I think if if that altercation happened with maybe a minute or a little over a minute uh, on the clock, I think Gilbert could have gotten the uh, or secured the secured the win via TKO or, or KO. Um, but but comes I mean he's human. It, that fight showed us that he is beatable. Um, I don't think there was any major flaws or weaknesses in his game. I mean, I think maybe just to stand up, um, I think he could sharpen that up a little bit. And I think he's going to work on that after this fight. Um, and the fight was so fucking good. I don't, I can't remember if I already recorded this or said it or not. I've already done fucking 85 takes because this is the first time doing this in a while. But uh, this fight was so good. Dana White announced that he's going to give Gilbert Burns his win, his, uh, his win purse. And the fucking, it won fight of the night, so they get that bonus too. Like, this fight was everything that we hoped it would be. And more. In my opinion, it was more. 
We saw him test, get tested for three rounds, pass the test. What's next for Hamzat? A lot of people are saying Colby Covington. Some people are calling for a fucking title shot. I don't think either of those is going to happen. I think they're going to schedule a rematch between Burns and Hamzat, but it's going to be a main event, five-round fight for a UFC fight night for people to watch. It's going to be a free fight. Get more eyes. They're going to build the fucking hype train even more. The promos are going to be fucking sick. All the commercials are going to be everywhere. You're going to hear about it on ESPN. Don't mind the clacking. That's just my fucking dog walking. Hey, mama. Anyway, I just, I, I can't, This everything this guy does, oh, smash, like the memes, just the videos of him and Darren Till just causing, causing, you know, chaos wherever they go. This is fucking awesome. I love it. Like if you need to be on Twitter and Instagram following this guy or just, you know, following some MMA accounts or especially on Twitter, follow me. I like and fucking, you know, retweet a bunch of them. Um, Anyways, getting into the rankings uh, for the welterweight division. Hamzat jumped eight spots. Now he's ranked number three. Leon Edwards is ranked number two. Colby, number one. Uh, Gilbert Burns only dropped two spots from two to four. Uh, and then everyone below him just you know dropped a spot to make, make, make that space. Um, I think Dana White said that Leon Edwards has the next title shot versus uh, Usman. Um, and I personally think Leon Edwards is going to get fucking spanked within you know, two rounds, maybe three. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that rematch between Hamza and Gilbert Burns, you know, number three and four respectively against each other in a five round fight on a fight night, um, to see maybe who gets the night next title shot, uh, or even, you know, a fight versus Colby Covington before that title shot. Um, I think that's what will happen. And if that five-round fight does happen between Hamza and Gilbert Burns again, I think the odds will be much closer than what they were for this fight. I think they're going to be around, you know, minus 150, or I'm sorry, yeah, minus 150, you know, to plus 120, 130 area. Um, I, there's no way in hell they're going to have a fucking, you know, minus 450 and a plus 500 or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, there's no way those odds are going to be that fucking drastic again. Like, that's crazy. It wouldn't surprise me if there was up, you know, 200 maybe. Or, uh, you know, minus 200 and plus 180, 170. Um, but I, I think they're going to be a lot closer to, you know, even odds than what we had for this weekend. So that, that'll also be something interested or uh, something interesting to look at when those odds drop. Oh, speaking of odds, I think uh, someone tweeted it out. Um where are they? I have it right here. Okay, so if uh, if Hamzat was to fight Kamaru Usman for the champion, <laughs> Usman would be favorited minus 135, and Hamzat would be plus 115. So those are pretty close odds. And then if Hamzat fought Colby Covington, Hamzat would be favorited minus 125, and Colby would be plus 105. Um, that fight would be crazy fight to make, but I think... I think that five-round fight between Hamza and Burns is the fight to make. Um, Colby's a dog. I think they would both shoot fucking, you know, four or five times, and they're both so good at wrestling that a majority of them would get stuffed. I think maybe one or two takedowns would get fucking com- successfully completed. 
Um, but, you know, Colby has that third lung, so he fucking, we know he can go those full five rounds. Um, that'd be a fucking great fucking fight. I think I'd rather see Hamza versus Colby over fucking Hamza and Kamaru. That'd be so fucking sick. I'm just talking to myself. All right. Enough talking with that fight. Let's get to the next fight. So the co-main event was between Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan for the bantamweight title. For the undisputed bantamweight title unification bout. Um, As many of you may know or may not know, um, I'll just reiterate what happened in the first fight uh, between them for the title. Uh, Basically, Peter Yan fucking need Aljo or Aljamain Sterling um, while Aljamain was downed. He, you know, had his knee on the ground, had his hands on the ground, and Peter Yan kind of was confused and looked at his corner, and they were like, yeah, 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 knee him, knee him, knee him, and he just fucking wound up and fucking smoked him in the head with a huge knee. Um, Obviously did devastating damage to Aljo. He got hurt. The ref called it, Um, you know, an an illegal shot. Gave Aljamain time to see if he could continue. He couldn't continue. Um, then ended up winning um, via, what was it, uh, disqualification. In which the case, uh, if it ends in disqualification, um, the person who, you know, got hurt or whatever ends up with the belt. Which is, you know, caused major controversy, this and that. Da, 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 da. They, a lot of people said that, oh, it should be the opposite. Peter Yan should have retained Aljamain, you know, whatever, or shouldn't have gotten the belt. Um, Aljamain then got, you know, neck surgery after that fight. He already had an injury heading into it. Um, didn't look himself. Um, and, oh, my God, it looked like a completely different fighter than what he looked like in this fight. Um, it went to decision. It was a split decision. Um, I thought Aljamain Sterling um, honestly could have scored a 10-8 round in the second. Just... I think it was like three and a half minutes of ground control time, beating the shit out of Peter Yan, landing elbows, landing a lot of heavy damage on the ground, had his back, um, just completely manhandling him. Um, But refs or judges are really uh, stingy when it comes to 10-8 rounds. Like some people hand them out, some people don't. Um, I think, you know, when people deserve them or people earn them, right? Like... In this case, I definitely thought the second second round, definitely 10-8. Third round could have also been maybe a 10-8. He did the same thing, controlled him for maybe three minutes of that round. Um, the first round, well, I'll, I'll recap, but I'll, I'll go back to the first round. The first round could have been up in the air. They were kind of just feeling each other out. Um, nothing crazy happened, so, you know, it's a fucking coin flip. Pick a guy. Someone could have won. Someone could have lost that round. Second and third definitely went to Aljo. Um, with the second, in my opinion, being a 10-8 round for sure. Third, dominating again. Um, and then fourth and fifth round, um, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, fourth and fifth round, uh, a lot of people said, oh, yeah, Peter Yan won, definitely won those rounds, isn't that? Da, 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 da. But I'm, I'm going to read some, some stats about this fight. First round, significant strikes. 19 total for Aljo, 13 total for Peter Yan. Uh, total strikes, 20 for Aljo, 13 for Peter Yan. Takedowns, uh, Aljo, didn't, he attempted two, didn't land any. Okay. 
significant strikes. Let, let me reiterate that. 19 to 30, Aljo won. Total strikes, 20 to 13, Aljo run. Uh, Aljo won. So round one, just, just by that, okay. Yep, Aljo won, won the first round. Second round, significant strikes. Aljamain Sterling, 17 of 29 versus Peter Jans, 4 of 5. Total strikes, Aljamain Sterling, 42 of 55 versus Peter Jans, 21. Aljamain Sterling had 3 minutes and 50 seconds of control time. 3 minutes and 50 seconds of a 5-minute I mean round. round. That, that's a 10-8 round just by the fucking numbers. Round 3, significant strikes. Peter Jan won 8 to 6. Total strikes, Peter Jan won 20 to 8. But Aljamain Sterling had 3 minutes and 43 seconds of control time. Also, Aljamain Sterling landed one takedown in each of the second and third round. Okay, so round two, just by the numbers, in my opinion, definite, definite 10 8. Round three, Aljamain Sterling won 10 9. Okay, so. Just by the numbers, those three rounds, Aljamain Sterling won. Round four and five, Peter Yan had 18 significant strikes versus Aljo's eight. 48 total strikes versus Aljo's eight. Peter Yan had three minutes and 50 seconds of control time. But that control time wasn't beating the shit out of him on the ground that whole fucking round. All right, Peter Yan, I'll give it to you. Round four. Round five. 20 to 12. In the significant strike category, Peter Yan taking that. Total strikes, 37 to 13. Peter Yan taking that. Uh, control time, two minutes to a minute. So that round five, you know, yeah, Peter Yan, yeah, Peter Yan take it. Okay, so round four and five, Peter Yan, just, just by the numbers, you could have you given it to Peter Yan. But it's just, it, 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 just look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Go Rewatch the fight. And if you tell yourself that, Peter Yan won that fight. After looking at the numbers, you you can't. And Dana White, I think, said that oh the judges got it wrong, this and that. Like no, I I honestly, I would have been. I think I would have been more mad at Peter Yan winning than I would have been at a draw. I could have seen a draw happen over Peter Yan winning that fight. It's just I don't know I. Aljo won. Aljo won. And if people don't like it, people don't like Aljo. And I'm going to admit, I, I don't like, I didn't like Aljo too because I like all those antics after he got kneed and this and that, da 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 da, acting like he's the real champ. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. And uh, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people I talked to, they, they felt that, listen, man, like I think Aljo can win. And he was looking fucking ripped heading into this fight. He looked in great shape. Um, and, you know, after the fight, um, Aljamain Sterling called out, uh, I think he called out TJ Dillashaw, and TJ Dillashaw was in the crowd. Um, he said he wants him. I, I don't like that fight at all, just because TJ Dillashaw had, what, one fight back since fucking popping for EPO and getting suspended for fucking however long. Um, I think Aljamain Sterling should fight uh, Jose Aldo for the belt. Jose Aldo's been fucking grinding grinding for the past, what, two, three years to try to get back to that spot. Um, I think I think Peter Yan should fight TJ Dillashaw for that number one contender spot. Um, and Jose Aldo should fight uh, Aljamain Sterling for the belt. 
Um, I would love to see that. I think that's that's the way to go with the bantamweight division. Now getting to the main event, we had the featherweight champ defend his belt, Alexander Volkanovsky. He faced off against the Korean zombie and Chun Sung Jung. Um, in this fight, I think this the outcome of this fight was exactly how we thought it was going to go. Alexander Volkanovsky just absolutely dominated, absolutely dominated the Korean zombie. I mean, we're all familiar with that Max Holloway fight versus Cal- Calvin Cater. And listen, I'm, I'm a Boston guy. Calvin's a Boston guy. I'm, you know, New England cartel. But that performance by Max Holloway was just a masterclass performance. And I think you could say the same thing with, with this performance from Alexander Volkanovsky. I don't think I've ever seen him as sharp, as fast, and just clean, clean combos every fucking round. It was unbelievable to watch. Unreal. Um, and even, um, what was it, heading into the round that it ended in, which was the fourth, um, the Korean zombie was just was fu- fucked up. And a lot of people were calling, like, the announcers were like, you know, the corner should throw in the towel, the ref might stop it, or, you know, whatever. Um I think the doctor came out and even asked him if he was okay heading into the fourth round. You know, yeah, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And um, not even into the a minute of the fourth round, it, well, it ended in the 45-second mark, but uh, before the fourth round even even started, Volkanovsky asked, he was like, hey, you know, are you sure? You good? You know, you good to keep going? And uh, the Korean zombie was like, yep, I'm good. And then fucking pieced him up with a combo, like, I'm going to see uh, these strikes in this fourth round. Yeah, nine strikes in the fourth round, just eating them apart or picking them apart with, with combos. The whole fucking fight, it was just like first round, uh, 40 total strikes for Volk to Korean Zombies, 16. Second round, 43 to 10. Third round, 60 to 23. Fourth round, 9 to 2. Like, ugh, it was just... Those are just total strikes, significant, significant strikes. Was the first round thirty-seven to fifteen, round two was thirty-five to ten, round three fifty-seven to twenty-one. Um, now Volkanovski obviously didn't land at the volume that Max did versus that versus Calvin Cater, um, but I just think the damage and the just devastating, devastating punches landed um, is comparable, like you know, for their careers. Uh, I've never seen Volkanovski look this good, fast, fucking fast, and it was just it was it was fun to watch. And he just it, what a what a great sport. And I can't I can't articulate it enough how how good of like sportsmanship he showed just by going out there and saying like, "Hey man, you good?" Like to continue like that. You don't see that too often from a from a fighter like ever. Now, uh, after the fight, um, Henry Cejudo uh, announced that he's going to be re-entering the USADA testing program uh, or the USADA testing pool, um, which basically means, like, if, if you don't know what that means, it's USADA is the United States Anti-Doping Agency, I believe, um, and they're the ones who test all the UFC fighters for, for any banned substances, and you can't fight in the UFC unless you're in that pool. Um, so he, he might come back. Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't really think he's talking shit, just, you know, trying to get his name out there. Um, he announced it, you know, on Twitter and on a a couple podcasts. Um, he said he knows he could beat, 
uh, Volkanovski and become the first three-division champion in UFC history. Um, and I think even Volkanovski even replied. What did he say? He said, um, he said, I think Henry Cejudo is in a lot better position than anyone else that's in the featherweight division to come in and get a title shot. But if he's expecting to just walk in and get an immediate title shot straight away, like that's, that's pretty ridiculous. And I agree. Um, that, that featherweight division is so fucking stacked. Like, let's let's listen listen here. Listen to the rankings. Number one, Max Holloway. Two, Brian Ortega. Three, Yair Rodriguez. Number four, Calvin Cater. Number five, uh, Korean Zombie. So him and Calvin Cater just swap spots. Um, like that top five is fucking unreal. Like who who beats like Max Holloway? Like let's just look at Max Holloway. Who beats him? Who beats him? Nobody. I think the only one person that has a real shot at beating Max Holloway is Brian Ortega. And it, it like, that's, I don't know. I, I just, Triple C, or if you want to call him Triple C, I can't believe I just fucking said Triple C just because I have Twitter pulled up and it said Triple C. Oh, my God, I might just kill myself. Anyway, Henry Cejudo, um, I think he needs to come in and beat someone like um, maybe a Calvin Cater or uh uh, even throw him up against Giga Chikadze at number eight and have him fight two or three times just to get that fucking title shot. Like, don't just immediately give him Volkanovski. His name's not, you know, Conor McGregor. He's not that big of a draw. Um, or even have him fight fucking, you know, Brian Ortega, Yaya Rodriguez, you know, some well, well-known well fighters and well-proven fighters in the featherweight division. All right, that wraps up my... Uh, my review of UFC 273. Um, appreciate you guys dropping in. I know it's been a while. Um, I'm sitting on a little different of, of a setup than what we what we ran before. Um, so bear with me as as the quality might be a little different. But I'm gonna try to get it um, get it better. I know I need a few different things like a pop filter. Uh, going to a different room because I think I think I'm sitting in my fucking kitchen right now and it's you know kitchen dining room fucking living room all open so it might be a little echoey um so i might try to set, set it up in one of the spare bedrooms um just to get the you know a better better quality um but you guys can all follow me on twitter um it's at jared kenny uh, j-a-r-e-d-k-e-n-n-e-y uh go ahead follow me on twitter follow me on instagram um i'm i'm mostly on twitter um but that doesn't mean i won't answer a an instagram dm um any i'm open to any and all critiques criticisms um, but yeah, uh, I'll try to be back either later this week or, or even early next week with a review of this upcoming weekend's fight of, uh, I think it's a UFC fight night. Yeah. UFC fight night. Uh, main event is, uh, uh Vincente Luque versus Bilal Muhammad. Uh, this is the second time they're fighting. Uh, Luque is minus 170 favorite. Muhammad's the underdog at plus 150. Um, there's a couple a uh, few other good fights. Uh, one that mainly sticks out to me is going to be in the prelim fights, um, which is going to be Chris Barnett versus uh, Martin Boudet. Uh, it's a heavyweight fight. Um, if people haven't seen Chris Barnett's last fight, you ha- fucking go on YouTube and look up Chris Barnett uh, spinning heel kick knockout. It is unbelievable. This guy is an absolute unit, and he's maybe five foot ten, and he's it's peak performance. That's exactly what it is. He, he has the ideal male body. Um, 
and he knocked this motherfucker out with a spinning back heel kick and then proceeded to do a fucking front flip and landed on his ass. It was fucking unreal. Um, so that, that should be fun. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll try to get on, um, early next week and yeah. I do a recap of that, but, um, feel free to reach Ain't out no on Twitter, I, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming and hanging out. Yeah. Peace. Me and all my niggas doing well, doing well, dawg. You not from the city, I could tell, I could tell, dawg. Did it, did it, did it by myself, by myself, dawg. Blew up and I'm in the city still, I'm still here, dawg. How did I finesse all of this shit from Jane and Weston? Girls all in my bed and they don't trip off first impression. Girls all in your bed and they just ask a hundred question. I can't fuck with you no more cause you be acting extra. Do your favorite rapper. Like my son, like my son, no Nothing mutual about my funds, about my funds, though All you niggas fighting over crumbs, where the bread at? How they feel about you, where you from, where your bed at? I don't need no pill to speak my mind, I don't need that I make people pay me for my time, yeah, I need that And I see your girl like all the time, all the time, no I can't tell you if she's yours or mine, but I do know Me and all my niggas doing well, doing well, dawg You not from the city, I could tell, I could tell, dawg Did it, did it, did it by myself, by myself, dawg Blew up and I'm in the city still, I'm still here, dawg Oh, and I'm back, dawg Oh, you just went and turned your back, dawg I thought that we were family Gotta talk to God even though he isn't near me Based on what I got, it's hard to think that he don't hear me Hitting like that 30 on my jersey, man, I'm gifted Whole lot of sixes, but I'm still like Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah Six point star, lion of the Judah All my niggas ain't all rockin' Gucci Wanna do it, then we all gotta do it Got the key and now the door's open Then we all going through it Whole city at your head for the boy I ain't even got a call known for it me and all my niggas doing well, doing well, dawg You not from the city, I could tell, I could tell, dawg Did it, did it, did it by myself, by myself, dawg Blew up and I'm in the city still, I'm still <laughs>